Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study about 13 minutes every single day, keeping us in God's Word and thereby focusing on strengthening and continuing to grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. But it also keeps us in touch with God because we're studying His Word. Help people in your life by sharing these short studies with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. We're going to conclude this particular line of thought and study in the more general theme of heart troubles from a spiritual perspective, heart troubles from a spiritual perspective, not physical. And that's the general theme. But in this particular section, we're talking about ingratitude and ungratefulness. We might even say unthankfulness. Now, we've looked at a whole host of problems of the heart. We've talked about hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, anger, fear, and weak faith. And in this particular section, we're talking about ingratitude, ungratefulness, unthankfulness. God blesses us so abundantly, so abundantly. And he blesses us in ways that we don't even realize at times, we don't think about. But everything that is truly good in our lives, truly good, is a blessing from God. James 1 and verse 17. And we need to be thankful to God for our blessings. Now, we've looked at a whole host of scriptures and referred to others as well, numerous. In this last section, as we're closing this particular line of thought and study, we're asking the question, how can we overcome ingratitude and ungratefulness? We've referred to a number of times, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, where the Apostle Paul said, pray without ceasing. Now, that means keep our prayer communication line with God open on a regular basis every day, throughout the day. How many times should we be praying to God each day? I don't think there's any specific number, but it ought to be numerous. But the very next verse says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. God wants to hear from us about our needs, about our desires. He wants us to come to him in prayer for particular blessings or just blessings in general. But he also wants us to express our thankfulness to him through prayer and through our worship of him. How can we overcome ingratitude and ungratefulness? First, we need to purposefully focus on how much we have to be thankful for as blessings from God. And again, everything that is truly good is a blessing from God, James 1.17. So we need to focus on how blessed we are, and then that will help us to overcome 
any sense of ingratitude or ungratefulness. Again, pray without ceasing, but it also in everything give thanks. Commitment, dedication, service, faithfulness, worship, all of these qualify as answers to how can I focus on all for which I have to be thankful, all of the ways that God blesses me, being committed to him, being dedicated to him, serving him openly, faithfully, consistently, actively, faithfulness, living by his teachings, worshiping him faithfully, consistently, regularly, all of these demonstrate to God, I'm thankful for you blessing me to be a Christian, to be saved in Christ. If I have come to salvation in Christ, if I have repented of my sins, confessed my faith in him as God's son and my Lord and Savior, if I've surrendered to him in baptism so the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse me of the guilt of my sins, if I have begun that new life in Christ and been striving to live it faithfully and dedicated and for the rest of my life. In his love for us, God sent his son, Jesus, the Christ, to the cross as the ultimate sacrifice for the guilt of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3 and verse 16. God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and verse 8. And then we also look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. And, and here we read 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. For this, I'm sorry, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Who's being spoken of there? Jesus. Jesus lived his physical life on this earth absolutely sinless. He went to that cross as the perfect, pure sacrifice, giving his life for us. And as he hung on that cross, dying on that cross, he bore our sins on his person. That's the sense in which the Apostle Paul says he became sin for us. Not a sinner, not sinful, but he bore our sins on his body on that cross. We need to be thankful for that. We need to be committed to living our life for God through Christ. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We need to live the transformed life of Christianity. What God has done for us through Jesus Christ is incomparable. There's no way that we deserve it in and of ourselves. But by God's grace, 
He did it for us. He offers it to us. And we need to live a life of transformation spiritually that demonstrates to God, dear God, dear Father in heaven, thank you for what you have done for me. We, we get caught up in the physical side of life. We overemphasize its importance. We need to remember what our Lord said in Luke 12 and verse 15. Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Oh, but the devil will try to put that thought into our head. Make more money. Buy more things. Get bigger in society's eyes. Those things, that's not where it's at. We need to stop and realize, I need to be saved in Christ. I need to come to my heavenly Father through his Son, my Lord and Savior. I need to repent of my sins, Luke 13 and verse 3. I need to confess my faith in Jesus as God's Son and my Lord and Savior. Matthew 10, verse 32. I need to surrender to him in baptism for the remission of my sins, for salvation. Mark 16, 15 and 16. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. I need to be reborn spiritually in Christ. John 3 and verses 3 and 5. I need to begin that new life in Christ. I need to be made new spiritually. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. The Apostle Paul reminds us that we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out, Paul wrote. Relative to this truth, he further instructs, now godliness with contentment is great gain. He cuts to the bottom line in stating that having the basic necessities ought to bring us contentment. And being unduly focused on possessing material wealth can lead to our spiritual ruin. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. We unduly focus on possessing material wealth, and that can lead to our spiritual ruin. We need to keep things in proper perspective. God wants to bless us materially, physically, but that should keep us focused on, I want to walk with him spiritually because I want eternal life. I know this physical life is going to come to an end in this world, but I want to be with God in heaven forever and ever. And so I need to be transformed so that my main driving force in life is spiritual, is eternal, is walking with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need to stop murmuring and complaining about all that we do not have, and we need to focus on how much God has blessed us. We would do well to heed Paul's exhortation. Do all things without complaining and disputing, Philippians 2 and verse 14. The focal point of our lives needs to be our spiritual blessings in Christ, Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14, and they are numerous in that listing. 
central to our partaking of the Lord's Supper is our thankfulness for what Christ did for us on that cross. And our giving as we worship God, giving back to him from the monetary blessings that he's bestowed upon us is an expression of thanks to him for those blessings. Again, James 1 and verse 17. At the core of our worship to God should be thankfulness to him. In fact, as we worship God, a basic motivation to worship him should be, dear God, I have so much for which to be thankful to you. Overcome ingratitude, overcome ungratefulness by effectively setting your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. How people in this world need to overcome ingratitude, ungratefulness, unthankfulness. We'd like to help you. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. You can click on the email link and contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397. Or you can write to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska, 68164. We'd love to help you. We'd love to send Bible studies to you for free. Please do contact us. And if you're in the Omaha area, come and see us in person. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for all you do to us, for all your blessings, and help us to never become ungrateful, unthankful, to never live a life of ingratitude before you, Father. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.